0: For much of Tyler Merrick's life, he's been a successful entrepreneur and benefactor for good across multiple platforms and organizations. Yet in 2008, Tyler found himself at a professional crossroads, wanting to help more people through his business endeavors and be a catalyst for change in a continually inward consumer-centric culture. The answer was simple, products for good. Tyler joins us today at Let The Music Play podcast as we talk business, leadership, and the art of learning from our failures. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Let The Music Play.
1: And if you're comparing yourself to Tom and you're comparing yourself to Warby Parker, that's like you going out on the golf course.
0: exactly. And-
1: you know, hitting a drive and thinking I should hit it as far as Bubble Watson or Tider Woods. And so that's just the trap all of us mm. fall into, is being content with the acreage that's in front of you, the plot of land that's in front of you, to farm it, to steward it well. And if that's all that you are given uh, in your life to, 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 to make the most of it.
0: Hey everybody, Ashton Gustafson here, and welcome to another episode of Let the Music Play. This is where we chat about what it looks like, what it feels like, and what it means to make music with your life, your relationships, and your career. Today, uh, we have um, a social entrepreneur, uh, a thought leader, a guy that's doing a lot of beautiful things uh, with his business, and I'm so excited uh, to get to hear from him, hear his heart, learn about his story, uh, and hear about um, this company that he has started for good. That company is called Project 7, uh, and his name is Tyler Merrick. Tyler joins us on the show today. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us.
1: You got it, buddy. Glad to be here.
0: So, um, I know that you probably have some type of elevator speech for when someone says, so what? what is it that you do? Um, for someone that maybe hasn't yet crossed paths with you, uh, your company, or the products of your company, tell us a little bit about... Um, Project Seven.
1: You know, it's it's changed over the years, um, and, and and you know, as you as you learn and, and as you uh, as as you as you fail and then try new things. Um, but the the, the the what we are today is um, we're we're a specialty um, candy brand uh, that is primarily in the in the in the chewing gum um, category, as well as uh, gummy bears. Um, Beautiful. And, yeah and so we we have a lot of fun making kind of outlandish flavors um, <laughs> kind of cha- like uh channeling our Willy Wonka um <laughs> and uh so we do things like birthday cake gum and strawberry margarita gum and, and and uh you know snow cone gummy bears and all sorts of fun stuff and and then um We, you know, as as a as a business, um, and the name Project Seven, we're we're using our our uh, you know our our products and and distribution as as an extra way to um, bring uh, funds to these seven uh, different kind of areas of need, giving buckets we call them, where you know whether it's hunger or clean drinking water or shelter, um, just kind of a as an added bonus to. When people buy our products, they're buying them, you know, first and foremost for flavor and an experience uh, that that we're offering. Um, but as they get to know the brand, um, they 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 sometimes they're a little encouraged to see that there's um, a little bit more to us than than just that. And so we've we've just tried to use business as a way to uh, show show that little impact added up together. Uh, can can make some measurable um, change, and so um, over the years, all of our you know purchases kind of have added up to things like you know uh, about four million trees planted back into the earth, just wow. shy of four million meals back into American communities, uh, just a, a host of you know about thirty-five thousand kids that have gone through anti-bullying programs in U.S. schools and. Anyway, you know, it's just kinda of like the community piggy bank, you know, it's, wow. and it's like your kids, you know, throwing a, a nickel and a dime, a penny, uh, you know, over time, they open that, that piggy bank up and there's, you know, forty seven dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah. Um and and they're like, Wow, I I can buy that toy I want I wanted to buy that sort of a thing. So that's what we do. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of who, who we are.
0: Beautiful. So on a very bird's eye level, I guess you guys are carving out in the chewing gum, gummy bear candy space, what Tom shoes has done in the shoes and Warby Parker, uh, with glasses and so forth.
1: Yeah. If, if, you know, uh, that, that's great company, um, uh, to keep, if, if we can do, um, a fraction of what, um, you know the folks that both of those companies have done. Um, you know that would that, that, be great. So we're we're definitely uh, we're in a little different space because we're 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 a much lower price point. You know right. We're, you know a, a, it's it's a different thing. So um, it, it's, it, it has its challenges with that. You know a pack of gum is selling at Target for $1.19 nineteen, versus a pair of shoes might sell for fifty dollars. Right, right. Um so it takes it takes a lot more <laughs> of um, of our packs of gum. But this is uh we're happy to be here and and and, it, and it's a fun it's a fun little it's a fun little space to do business in. And and that's the cool part about it is um we um you know it, it the business has gone through lots of ups and downs and and, and, and really the, the fun thing now today is it's it's really a fun brand. I mean, most of the people that are buying our products, um, you know, it's not a technical sale. You're making someone smile on their day when they're able to buy a pack of snow cone, you know, gum Right, right. And, um and or give them experience like sour caramel apple and a gum flavor. And so it's most of the people no one this is not a um <laughs> you know, no one's buying a ball of Advil because they're happy. Right. Um, right. They're, they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, solve that headache or uh, whatever. And, and, and we're the opposite. You know, we're, you don't have to buy our stuff. It's not, there's nothing about it that's um, um, anything except for your own pleasure, um, really. And so we try to have fun with that and give people a lot of fun with it. But then, hey, in a, in a very 100 level way, um, have a message of, hey, check this out. You know, you had a treat and look at the cool stuff that that's kind of gone on um, as a result of that.
0: That's beautiful. And you've referred to that, I think you've been quoted, uh, maybe it was Entrepreneur Magazine or something like that, that, that you kind of refer to that as cause integration. Um, walk me down that road a little bit of how, how you guys um, let the customer know that, hey, this experience of buying gum is also going to find a way to go plant four million trees
1: yeah i think the difference between um cause marketing and cause integration is you see um most you see a lot of the major um, brands whether it be in food um or other um you know professional services or consumer um, products whether it be electronics or something if they try to do some type of give back. It's usually, um, you know, would be considered cause marketing and, and, and that just means that it's for a period of time. Right. And, um, so it's like, Hey, um, we're going to, you know, donate this much to Coleman, uh, you know, breast cancer foundation, um, in, in, uh, all the way up until September 10th. Right.
2: You know?
1: And, and it's, it's kind of this campaign and, um, it's driven, you know, more from a, um, a marketing that uh, mm-hmm. they're using. Mm-hmm. Cause integration um, is when it's not just um, a campaign to raise funds or move the needle or drive trial on your product. It's 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 indefinite. It's it's who you are. It's what the brand's about. It's all the time. Um, it's not just seasonality to it, and it's not capped.
2: Right. Um, you know, and so
1: that's the, that's the big difference between, um, I think cause integration and, and cause marketing and, and, uh, and, and what we'd like to see, um, uh, you know, and it's happening more and more, but what we'd like to see is you, you want to see more and more brands, um, major, uh, alike do more cause integration instead of, uh, just, you know, cause marketing, mm-hmm. um, because the consumer's you know they're smart, and yeah. and they they don't want to feel like it's something that's just uh, you know something that's motor trying to get them to buy something, and, right. and it be temporary and that sort of thing. So and that being said, there's a lot of brands and companies that that's where they start out, and they kind of they they you know wade into the water, if you will, and and then sometimes they see that it was pretty cool and 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 like what was a result of that, and then they start to try to bring it back again um and and do it but that's what that's what that's what we would consider what i would consider um cause integration is is that
0: yeah well said have you noticed that um leading a company like this that is um saying yes we are for profit but we are also for good have you noticed uh a change on the inside of the walls at, at being involved in a company like this. I know that you know you've ran family businesses you've 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 done a lot of things along the road, but this this new um, model, if you will, have you noticed that the vibe is different on the inside of the walls?
1: Um yeah, I mean, I think I think yes, and I think no, at the same time, is- meaning, um the hard the hard reality is that um inside of these walls, um you still have to act like a business right and 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 that can be hard for people that come onto your team um at any of these companies where they you know they're looking for meaning
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and mm-hmm. and they think that, oh man, if I go work there it's gonna it's gonna scratch that itch, it's gonna you know give me that. Purpose, but the reality is, is that if you're not selling, you're not turning on the shelf. You still have the same pressures as a brand um, that doesn't have that DNA. Yeah. who they are. Interesting. You still have to deliver. You still have to have high product quality, um, and, and you still have to be opening up doors and, and 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 really making the business happen. And what makes the business, what makes this type of business even more uh, difficult is not only if you run it like a business, but then there's the pressures of trying to run it solid enough to be able to give. Yeah. And 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 that's really, you know, I've been in those places where we were losing money and I still had a commitment to give for what we'd put on package. So now you've got the stressor of my gosh, we're bleeding out money. Uh, this is so hard. And I have to write a check out of, you know, savings or some other thing to fund what i said we were going to do wow and that's a lot of a lot of pressure or if you didn't have that commitment on packaging um and you're you're struggling as a business and maybe you've said we're going to give a percentage of profits um and so then you haven't hit those profits and then you're having those you know whether it's you know, media groups from PR that are reaching out to your brand going, Hey, so we love your stuff. Tell us more about it. What have you guys done so far? And feeling hollow and and shameful because you haven't been able to do what you thought you would be able to do. Um, so it's a, it's a very, very, it's, it's a very hard space
2: Mm -hmm. to
1: be in. It's a very hard space to be in. Um, and and that's not me trying to be a, no. a cynic or a downer but yeah and 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 I fought those demons for a lot of years because when I started the business um you know I definitely had this savior mentality that I've got to do this business and I've got to help out and um you know if I'm I'm going to do it and um and 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 then when I didn't do it um you there's a lot of guilt And there's there's a lot of um, you know wishing you hadn't done it, all sorts of things like that. Now, um, you know, having gone through practically losing a business and having to start over um, about three and a half three years ago, um, there's um, you know I've kind of my mind's been set right a little bit more in that regard, and I've laid down the fact that I. I'm not a savior, and it's not my job um and not to put that pressure on myself and to just to run a good business and have a good product and if we do those things, we'll be able to do the other wow. um, and and so anyway,
0: that's super inspiring I mean just listening to you it it seems as though you lead with a great sense of vulnerability, and I would imagine um that that's a very powerful characteristic for you as a leader. You don't need to comment on that. I'm just giving you some kudos. Um, so, uh, then let me ask you this, what, what were those hurdles? I mean, or let me ask it another way. How did you get through some of those ups and down times of wondering, man, was this right? Should I have done this? I mean, I, I feel like everyone has the big idea of rah, rah, let's go start a company and do some good. And then realities, the reality hits of obstacles and challenges. Um, on this side of that experience, what would you say were some of those key ideas, uh, beliefs, core values that 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 pulled you through and, and got you through those times?
1: Um, well, I mean I'm a Christian, so my faith um was was central um was central to that. Um and um it, it also was hard at times because there was back to that savior mentality, I would I wrestled with my faith in the sense of,
2: hmm.
1: you know, i um I'm, I'm, I did this for you God. Um, you know, why why is this happening and that sort of a thing and and then just having the the real hard look in the mirror in reality that um while there definitely were some good intentions, you know, i I did I, I didn't do it all for God. I mm. did it for myself, um in, in in that sense. And so some kind of the breaking through some of those um those false um perceptions that yeah.
2: like yeah.
1: um that God needs me to do this business um and, and that I'm this savior again. And um, more than anything I was looking for identity that somehow wow. if I did this maybe I'd feel better about myself. Um I'd feel better about what I do um and, and that sort of a thing. And so then when all of that comes crashing down <laughs> and, and and you didn't you didn't get that, now you're you're even lower than where you started. Mm. Um but I believe that that was as hard as it as hard as it was. Um, it was essential to my own spiritual growth and my own personal growth to be humbled um, and and to go through what, what I went through. And I and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I don't want to go through it again. But yeah. it's like that cliche thing of I wouldn't have traded it mm-hmm. for anything because I probably wasn't as humble and vulnerable. As I am now uh, talking sound, talking to you, and that's hmm. not saying I, I'm not. I've not arrived at that. That's something that yeah. I continue to do. But before, I thought I knew the answers. I thought what was going on. Now, you know, going through that and being humbled um, and 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 hitting the bottom as hard as as did, um, I did, I just have a more um, a, a, a humble approach to it and appreciate every day and, and the opportunity that we've been given at a second chance.
0: Um, and so that that's important. Hmm. Beautifully said. Um, well, you know, all, of all our journeys of pushing through the false self, especially for the driven, uh, if you know the disc profile, the high D personalities, I think one of the, one of the, most frustrating ways that God gets to us is is uh proving to us that we don't have it all figured out sometimes.
2: Um. Oh
1: man, you know, and I mean it was um and uh, um, that that part is um you know, it's uh, it's you know, those, are those blind spots mm-hmm. and and um and and sometimes there's just no other way there's no other way to learn it. Then to go through it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I, I do think it's important that um, you know it's talked about because so much in today's um, culture of the veneer of what things look like online, and you know the articles and you know short sound bites, it, it can look very glossy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and um, the reality is is that there's people are going through stuff, brands are going through stuff. Ministries, nonprofits are going through stuff that people don't see, yeah. and I think the more we talk about that and are vulnerable with that, it's like everybody's going, "Golly, I didn't, you know, wow, I really, I didn't think that, I didn't know that." I, mm-hmm. That's a struggle I've had too, or I went through something like that, and then there's that um, it, it kind of breathes life into people and 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 gives them a little bit more of a measuring stick that's not unrealistic.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so my failure was with the business, you know, there was a lot of things, but the first kind of chapter of, of what we were is, you know, we all, our brand is all about, um, you know, kind of leading with the initiative first, the cause. So the brand, you know, if you, if you Google image project seven, you know, coffee or water, any old products, You'll see what we looked like, and it was like feed the hungry, house the homeless, heal the sick, and it was it was intentional, but it was very altruistic, and it was betting on consumers going, "Hey, if I could get a product that was, uh, you know, competitive in pricing, comparable in quality, but at the same time, had this giving element that was measurable and you know impact, yeah, I signed up for that."
2: Hmm.
1: And so we had all, you know, everyone saying, "Yeah, we'll do that." I had all these buyers that retail buyers that jumped on it at one point we had every target we had every walmart we had every 7-eleven in the country and in a matter of six months we lost every single one of those doors wow um and that was you know an incredibly hard uh thing to go through now the business was way more sick um before those six months they were just happened to be the crescendo um, on, yeah, this this has problems. And the reason why you get kicked out of stores is because you're not selling. And as much as people want to support the, the initiative and the cause, if it's not turning, they've got other things that they've got their task list to make stuff turn. And so it's it's more black and white. It's not personal and it's hard, but it was a reality. And so we were seeing too much as a generic product um, and not enough of with a give, and not enough about a product first, hmm. um, and and then we happen to give. And so, when 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 the thing hit bottom, I was like, all right, if not. And then the other thing was, you know, we were all over the map, and it was you know with a bunch of different products and 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 water and coffee and all this different stuff. And um, so when you know started over, um, I you know I was started looking for other jobs, Um, you know, I was thinking about closing the whole thing down. Um, And But then I was like, you know, what are all the things that we've been doing wrong and all the criticism we've had and the feedback from that? And what if we took all those things and and we tried out a 2.0 version with that feedback and that criticism and gave it one more go? And so we did that and focused on gum And made it about the product first and foremost and did these kind of crazy flavors that nobody was doing. We didn't have anything to lose. We picked flavors that um, none of the big guys were doing because we needed to be challengers and try something different. And went back to a bunch of those. And then we moved the giving DNA, the giving story of who we are, to the back of the package. Um, as kind of a, a second date, if you will. Mm. And so first and foremost, you're buying it because birthday cake looks kind of weird or that looks kind of interesting. And you buy that and you flip it around and pull out your purse later on and you see this, you know, giving story. And you either go, I don't care. I just like the flavor. Um, or you go, hey, that's cool. Um, didn't see that. That, that. I like the flavor and that's cool to say, you know, happen to give back. But it wasn't... It wasn't the the, the 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 kind of pity purchase that it was before. Right. Where you were kind of guilty some people maybe felt guilty buying it, um and instead of I wanna buy this for me and oh that's cool that it gets back. Um so we pivoted and did that, put all of our energy in being a product company first and, and hmm. then the other stuff to the back and and gave it a go and and um you know, by God's grace, it's been um uh, a a night and a night and day story. Wow. Um and um it's completely completely changed and you know gone from being the bottom seller at a retailer to a top seller at the retailer. Um from you know having one flavor to going to two flavors to three flavors, being one section of the store to another section of the store. So um it's 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 been it's been a different journey this time, but yeah. I don't think I would have appreciated it um if we hadn't gone through what we did go through yeah. so um there's some people that are listening to this and would say okay well there's there's the cliff notes I'm gonna do something like he did. I'm gonna learn from that, and that'll help solve you know some risks that I could have and and, and there absolutely, there's some real learnings in what I shared, and there's some cliff notes there that absolutely um, should be used, and there's some wisdom, and, and maybe you can apply it to what you're doing. But by no means is it a get-out-of-jail-free card, and you're not going to face <laughs> adversity and setbacks and struggles, and um, and and that's part of your journey as well and how it shapes you uh, mm. in, in that process. And if you're comparing yourself to Tom's and you're comparing yourself to Warby Parker, that's like you going out on the golf course.
2: Exactly. And,
1: you know, hitting a drive and thinking I should hit it as far as Bubba Watson or Tiger Woods. Yeah. You don't play professionally. You're a recreational golfer, but you're, you're frustrated with yourself because you, you know, you, you, you hook it to the left. Yeah. And, that's what happens in this kind of stuff. You wow. a, a church goes, oh man, I, I don't have the same attendance as so and so across town, and we need to go to this many more services, and we'll really be relevant. And so that's just the trap all the
2: mm-hmm. fall
1: into is, is being content with the the acreage that's in front of you, the plot of land that's in front of you to farm it, to steward it well, and if that's all that you are given. Um, in your life to 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 make the most of it um and not be constantly squandering that opportunity looking at your neighbor's plot that's ten times the size and you measuring if I get his side of farm, then I'll really have made it and mm-hmm. it's a battle I fight every day mm-hmm. well, you have to kill that person every day
0: Tyler Merrick ladies and gentlemen, bring in the heat uh this afternoon that is amazing. Um, that's one of the, like, the best snippets I think we've had on our podcast so far and we've had a lot of good stuff but wow uh,
1: I, I, uh, you know this is one of those things again I couldn't say it until you know I've walked through it and, and those are and it's still like again there is not a pill you get to magically take yep. and it just this is over yep. it is a, it's a battle all the time and and um, and and then we say, I still no matter what, you know, even even with proven sales track record at, at places like Target, and you know, even going into uh, other retailers and being like, hey, you know, here's our here's our product, and here's the story, and you know, here's how it's doing at a at a in a major retailer, and and then then still just going, no, nah, I don't want it. I'm not interested. <laughs> um, and And just kind of having to deal with
2: that, yeah, and, and um so that
0: that's all of us yeah um, well, and that's so encouraged. I, I love how you use the word pivot, and you you went back to look, if if we want to do good, we have to start with a very, very, very good product. Um, people are going to buy this product, and then if we just happen to let them know that, hey, because you did this, we're going to get to do this. That's a beautiful byproduct, but without having a great product for people to experience, um, you're just trying to catch the wind.
1: You are, and I mean, at the at the end of the day, um, you know, the root meaning of consumers is consumption, um, yep. and consumption is about me, yep. um, and it is not abstaining. You're not saying, I'm going to forego this candy bar. I'm going to forego this latte and give it to charity. Um, and instead, um, you are saying, I, I really want this. And so if it's going to be something that's compelling enough to the consumer, it has to be great and it has to be seen as something I haven't had before or best in class or innovative. Because it is about them and it is about consumption. If uh-huh. it happens to do some of that other stuff, great. The probably the biggest thing I think people miss on Tom's and Warby is they're fashion brands. Right. They are first and foremost fashion brands.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: That happen to have, you know, a, a giving element to what they do. But if Tom's would have been, you know, a Chuck Taylor knockoff. Um back when they started, and they just kind of made a, a version of a Chuck Taylor and, hey, here's a canvas, you know, low-profile, high-top that you could buy, and, hey, we're going to give a pair of shoes to the kids. They probably they could have sold a lot of shoes at the beginning, but it would had a really short life cycle because it's like, cool, I'm, I am bought one of those, I'm moving on. Yeah. But what Tom's did was they came out and, you know, they, 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 they were right at, a lot of people don't realize, they hit a lightning in, in a bottle, and don't get me wrong, it's a great product, but like totally skinny, skinny jeans were just coming in, skinny pants. So you had a tapered leg um that was in place, and then you had this skinny profile, too, that really complemented that skinny that skinny jean, skinny pant yeah. face. And then they took an Esprodrol that... Needed a little new approach on it and did kind of their bandage wrap look that was like, wow, I've never seen that. It was a new silhouette and it was different. It wasn't just a Chuck Taylor knockoff or a Van's knockoff. And then they just kept taking it further as a fashion brand and Mm -hmm. coming out with new silhouettes, whether it was a wedge or a clog, you know, or some other thing that you'd be like, hey, we got other styles. Right. Um, And so that's that. They've really are a fashion brand spurters that happens to give back and they you know they may say no or not but that's
2: yeah <laughs> you totally. know
1: that's that's the root of if the stuff didn't look good um if it wasn't you know cool in that sense after you buy one pair you're like cool i helped out a kid i'm, I'm moving on to tory birch or vans or you know some other shoe company that right. i want that, that doesn't give but i think it's fashionably relevant at this time
0: totally so um now that you're on this side of it you, um uh you're you're in the daylight out of the night as far as running project 7 um what would you say uh is kind of your new mentality as the leader of this company like what would you say is your your true truly most important role um as the captain of the ship
1: um you know still um at the end of the day, um staying um hungry hmm. um and 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 what I mean by that is um you know as a team us never us never uh hungry and scrappy and a challenger you know mentality that is passionate about giving their their uh their customers a great product um you're absolutely humble in those things and want to be a servant leader and 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 you want to um you know you know stay on a level with them that they 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 never feel like you're above them in that regard. But if we ever feel like we've arrived um or that we you know we've got this thing figured out then then we we move into a, a place that starts to not be a good one. And so our team is very much about Hey, we're the, we're the David and a glass world. And, um, we stay really lean before we got top heavy and, you know, had a big office and we had, you know, a bunch of different execs, you know, recruited in or, you know, good people, but, um, it was just too heavy and and too much. And you, you kind of, uh, there was too much bloat. So us staying really lean and hungry and scrappy and kind of this challenger that's, That's a that's a very big thing, and then two, just not thinking you figured it all out. Like even in this second phase, not thinking like, all right, yeah, we know what we're doing. Um, Still staying humble and going, God, is there something we could be doing better? Is there something we're missing? Is there a blind spot now? One of the things that we talk about as a team on the regular is all of us, and this is good for any This is good for marriages. This is good for uh, in your just your personal business your personal walk just life parents you can all all of us can say right now what is what is five years ago that we look back to and we go oh my gosh i can't believe i did that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like so we all have those things that we can we can kind of laugh about or cringe to go i cannot believe we financed that car for (laughs) 72
2: months
1: (laughs) um what were we thinking i can't believe Um, that I took that job, you know, what were, what were we thinking? And right now it just seems so clear. And you're like, God, I was crazy. There is stuff right now. You have to ask yourself the same question. Now that you've learned that, what is it right now that five years from now, I would be looking back at me today as a dad, as a husband, as a business owner, as a team player, um, that I would be going, what were you thinking? (laughs) And there's no way you can eliminate all of those, but if you can save a couple of them and, you know, a couple more birthdays gives you that perspective and you learn from that, man, that's That's a huge, huge thing. Because, um, so that's what we do as a team. What is it right now that we think is just the greatest idea in the world that we're so drunk on that if we play the movie out in five years, would we be going? I can't believe we did that. What were we thinking? So that's us staying hungry, staying humble and learning and fail fast, figure it out, pivot, try it again, that sort of a thing.
0: Wow. So good. Um, I'm loving this. So uh, what are some of the nonprofits? Let's shift just fast here. What are some of the nonprofits that you guys have partnered with? So You've got these uh these key causes, save the earth, house the homeless, feed the hungry, quench the thirsty, heal the sick. Um you want to just riff for a second on some of the some of the nonprofits you guys have teamed up with.
1: Yeah, so we're, you know, the um we're one of those um groups that tends to get married to a nonprofit. We don't jump around a lot. Most of the people we've been with them since the beginning. Gotcha. Um And some of them we've added as time's gone on. But we tend to commit because we go to them and we say, hey, so, um, you know, if we want to, if we think we can do a half a million trees this year, um, you know, what does that look like for you? What does the cost structure look like for you to do that? Does that help if we commit to more at a time? Is it less helpful? You know, um, same thing. What, what 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 does the meal program look like for you this year? Um, and then we we kind of build a partnership around that, and and, and just like you would go to a, a a vendor in your business and say, "Hey, I need you to quote out um, running electrical in this house." Um, I need you to quote out new light bulbs for our school. We're basically making nonprofits in a friendly way, saying, "What does this look like?" Mm-hmm. You know, what is? Um, we're not here to be um, your solve all. We're for, were a supplement to how your organization runs, but we want to make you think about what are these real costs to do some of these tangible givebacks. And then hopefully, and this has happened with a lot of them, it's made them think about um, a measurable impact and a cost that's associated with that. And then they're able to go even with some of their own donors and other companies that reach out and build similar programs that have measurable impact. Um, everybody, all of us give in different ways, and my wife and I, we give to, you know, privately to, to organizations all the time, and, and there's it's purely just, a, hey, here's a, a love gift, and you know, do with what you need with it. I mean, that, that, that's right. that's the, the essence of giving. We just have this is another way where we go, hey, cool, we want to show people that um, little little um, little pieces of giving can add up and make really big impact, and so. We want to, you know, do some things with you, and so we build these programs with them, and it's groups like, um, you know, Samaritans Purse to Feeding America, um, Children's Hunger Fund. Um, Feeding America does the nation's food banks, um, and then Children's Hunger Fund is, um, has food banks in the Western U.S. Uh, as well as Chicago, um, San Antonio, Philadelphia, Atlanta, um, and, and then Samaritans Purse. They've got a million different programs that they do. We happen to partner with them just on one around emergency shelter. Um, so when something catastrophe happens in Indonesia and it's a typhoon or in Katrina, there's, you know, a hurricane and there's emergency shelter that needs to go up and house, you know, individuals in that time. That's a program that we support. Um, education with Love Does and Bob yeah. Um, you know, will, you know, they're doing stuff in the edges of the earth where people aren't going, Um, Mm. you know, in Somalia and a girl's school and, and, um, you know, putting girls through school that wouldn't normally have gotten an, an education, um, to, um, planting trees, um, all, all over from Haiti to, uh, South America to Africa in countries that, um, a lot of people don't understand why you plant trees in those places. Why don't you plant them here? Um, the biggest reason why is in a lot of those countries, specifically um, in, in in developing nations, impoverished areas, um, trees are cut down. In Haiti, for instance, trees are cut down at, at a high rate because the it's it's a form of sustenance. They will burn that, in, turn it into charcoal, and then sell that charcoal into uh, the city centers because there's you know there's not electricity and that's a, that's a coal burning. Uh, oven type thing. Gotcha. So what happens is they, you know, shred the countryside and then the rains come, especially in a tropical region like Haiti, the rains come, mudslides come. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, and so what, you know, nonprofits like Plant With Purpose that we work with um, goes in is they try to teach them, hey, you can't cut down in this area. Let's replant back from these areas. Mm. Um, let's Let's teach you, let's plant trees inside of your farm. And it can be a form of a, a crop later on, a, a fruit and a food source for your family. So, um, whereas here, you couldn't just go clear out a bunch of trees in the U.S. without you being a large timber organization that has an agreement to replant back in those areas and only cut back so much, you know, at a time. So, that's why a lot of that would go into those developing nations is, is, is trying to replenish those resources and... And that sort of thing. So anyway, Beautiful. we kind of have these seven buckets. We are not, these are not the only buckets uh, in the world, obviously, but they're basic humanitarian things that we're going, Hey, we can help provide a meal. Hey, we can provide some shelter. Hey, we can provide education. And, just, and, and they're also what we call non-red, non-blue state issues. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're for the most part purple issues.
0: That's right. That's right. And it's about so humanity
1: yeah this is about humanity and just showing people like hey you could probably get around the fact that you you know you're looking you don't mind someone uh getting a meal um you know uh, um someone getting sheltered and so that's and most of the time people can get around that but, but, and okay yeah you're right that's cool
0: beautiful so what's your go-to flavor
1: <laughs> no it's a great uh it's a, it's a very fair question um, I, um, i'm thinking absolutely. that snow
0: cone has got to be good i i've i've that, uh, that,
1: that flavor um that flavor is is on fire um it is crazy um how how well it is done and continues to do um that's that that and grapefruit melon are um probably my two my two favorite ones that that we do but then um We've got this one that comes out in the fall. That's a, a sour caramel apple. That's pretty awesome. Um, got the, it. When I want something like that, and we have we have another new flavor coming out this fall for so the first time. It'll be at Target. That's a you know a, a pumpkin spice flavor. So we do some crazy, you know, so. And then the reason we do a lot of different flavors is you know, a lot of times people don't like the you know, <laughs> they don't
0: <like> the flavors <laughs> to that one didn't sell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and then that's why we have a lot of different flavors is we're trying to be like, hey, you know, what, like, birthday cake is our number one seller. Yeah. Um, I personally, I don't like, don't like chewing that. And yeah. I try to be honest with that because I'm not trying to be a guy who's like, yes, every flavor we make is amazing. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's great. There's some people that just don't like it, but there's a lot of people that, that love it. And that's why we've got a range of flavors.
0: Beautiful. So, uh, if our listeners want to partake, they want to uh, get involved with what you guys are doing, buy some of your products um, offline, online. Where would you direct? We've got people from from the Atlantic to the Pacific listening. So, where would you send them?
1: Um, well, the easiest one from a national perspective is Target. Okay. Um, you know they they've got a couple of our gum flavors um, up at the checkout uh, at all stores. Um, They've got our gummy bears um in about half their stores up at the checkout. Um and then they've got some more of our flavors back in the in the candy section. So they're they're the easiest ones, but you know, there's lots of different um regional players in this cost plus world market, which is another national yep. one. Um then there's regional groups like H E B in Texas um to Meyer in the Midwest, yep. in Michigan and Ohio. Um, and then we just launched a new snack line that's called Good Squared um, that we just rolled out um, in all Starbucks. Oh, awesome. So that one is an, another one that you can, you know, every Starbucks in the country should have it. Um, and wow. that's a, a, fun, a fun little snack item that we came up with that's like nuts and um drive fruit and and you know uh puff grains and that sort of thing. It's just kind of like a, a little snack item kind of on the go. so those are a couple different places and then online, primarily Amazon is where most of the stuff we do is just because you're already a prime user or yeah. it's an easy add-on we we are we are next um month gonna be launching um our uh our own. You know, kind of redoing our own direct to consumer site where we'll have a bunch of different variety packs, all the different flavors, the products. So that'll be again. But in the meantime, those are, it's tough to beat, you know, a rack like Amazon and Target and Starbucks.
0: Beautiful. So you guys listen up, Starbucks, Target, Amazon, find these products, support Project Seven. Tyler, you gave us, um, Man, I'm. I know I'm going to listen to this interview over and over. It's uh, so much of that. I wish I would have known ten years ago. Um, but beautiful thank insight. You. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. I'm going to
1: listen to it again. <laughs> I'm well, to learn myself.
0: Well, I, I, um, man. I mean, I just I appreciate your insight, your vulnerability, your honesty, and for those of us that are starting companies, we're we're trying to uh, bring products into the world. Um, This was huge. So super insightful. uh, And we are super grateful for your time and energy.
1: All right, buddy. Have a good one. Okay, man.
0: We'll we'll talk soon. Okay. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did with Tyler. Be sure to support Project 7 and the good and necessary work they are doing. Uh, They're a beautiful company and the leadership there with Tyler uh, is something to behold. And as always, as you approach this week... May you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love.